Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Boys Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 54 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcast, and coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Crazy week, eh? Yeah. It's another Sunday. Uh, I'm actually recording this on Friday after work, so I want to get it done, because apparently we're going to get, like, snowageddon, apparently, tomorrow. Uh, Saskatoon is going to be supposedly hit with a whole ton of snow here, um, it's, which is weird, because it's actually it's really nice out right now. Uh, well, you know, it's like five. It's really nice. But, uh, you know, uh, not that it's supposed to be really that cold, but, yeah, apparently we're... We're getting a whole ton of snow on Saturday and, su- and a bit on Sunday, so I am not looking forward to that whatsoever. I mean, you always know it's coming here in Saskatchewan, but you always like to kind of hold off for as long as it can hold off. Uh, yeah, so whatever. I mean, I know I choose to live here, so but yeah, so whatever. We'll get the I got the shovel out and we're ready to go. I mean, that's one thing at the condo. I mean, you know, that, that shit kind of gets taken care of for us, but I, I still like to help out and get out there quick and get my shit out. So shove me. Oh, I'm hoping I don't have to shovel out any cars. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, Christ, they're talking like it's going to be like Maritimes type snow where you open your door and you, you know, it's hired in your house. I mean, that's like, okay, let's everybody just calm down. But, uh, I mean, I, I think they're saying six inches, I think seven inches, you know, I was always told that was enough. Anyway, uh, I, well, I'd always hope so, anyway. But, <laughs> what are we doing here? Look at this, minute and a half in, we're already a real, real professional outfit here. Um, yeah, so, of course, with, uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I think there was an election. Anybody here? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the election is wrapping up, and uh, it looks like the uh, the United States has a new president in Joe Biden. Uh, so I am not going to make this a political uh, podcast. Um, you know, um, if anybody that follows me on Twitter, uh, not that I tweet a lot of politics on there, very seldom, but now and again I will throw a little quip out here and there. And uh, today I put... Uh, I put the little gift there of uh, Rocky on the stairs in Philadelphia, so, uh, you know, make of that as what you will. But uh, other than that, uh, just everybody, you know, you see all these people, they're like, I don't know, they're they're upset, and they're throwing, they're ready to riot, and they're all civil war, blah, blah, blah. Like I put on Twitter the other day before the election even started. <clears throat> Honestly, if you're standing on the roadside or somewhere where waving some political flags, or you're walking around the fucking Walmart in political gear, or whatever you're doing, or you're standing on the side of the road for hours, or blocking roads, apparently, and just being a general fucking nuisance and picking fights with people, and you know, I'm gonna stick that phone up your ass. Oh, like, 
I don't care who you vote for, but just seriously, get a fucking life. Like, really? Like, you're a loser. Like, just go home and, like, fucking Netflix and chill, bro. Seriously? Like, do something, or go jog, or, I don't know, go go to go to YouTube and watch, go to Fourth Line Voice on YouTube and watch one of my 2200 fight videos. Do something with your life. Life is too short to be standing on the side of a friggin' boulevard waving a fucking political flag and yelling about the, the fucking amendments or whatever. Like, just get on with your life, really. Like, just seriously. I don't know. It's I, I never understood that. I mean, I get it. Pro, you know, you you got your guy that you want to win or whatever. But, like, if the other guy... Your life is... Is it over? Calm down. Is your life over? No, it's not. Like, just... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, you know. I, I don't... I, I just don't get the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying politics don't matter, because they do. I'm not... I'm not that naive or ignorant to say politics don't matter. And I get it, but I don't know. I mean, to... I don't think anybody needs to cry themselves to sleep or anything like that. I don't, you know, like... Like, I don't think we have to go Todd Bartuzzi. If Biden wins, I'm moving back to Canada. Okay, Todd, like, calm down, you know. Like, yeah. And, and no one feels sorry for you, yet you're going to bring your, you know, your millions back to Canada. I mean, you're going to pay more tax anyway. You know, like, just... Okay... You know, and it was the same thing when Trump won in 2016. All these people, I'm moving to Canada. Like, okay, you're you, you're a fucking Hollywood actor. Everyone knows you're not moving to Canada. Like, just everyone, just calm down. It's okay. Your life will be fine. Just listen to this podcast. Close your eyes and and watch the sounds and the pictures as they fly through the air. calm now? Alright, let's get on with things. Okay, um, today, um, okay, well, first of all, this is episode 54, I hope everybody goes back and checks out the back catalog, um, of course, on Wednesday, uh, my guest was Nick Cameron, uh, Nick has uh, been a loyal supporter of my podcast for a, for a while, well, since the beginning, and, uh, him and I always enjoy talking to Nick, and he is from the Missouri area, and he, uh, became a hockey fan by watching the Missouri River Otters of the United Hockey League for the, was it seven or eight years that they were in existence, and, uh, I just had him on, and we talked about, uh, you know, the, the top five, you know, toughest River Otters, and, uh, and then we just talked about minor league gimmicks, and, uh, the carny type atmosphere of minor league hockey, and, uh, shared some stories and just had like i always say i just enjoy talking to nick fellow fight fan and uh no it was good and nick is also a huge music guy uh musician as well as a music writer and music podcaster and uh much like myself and this and like as as much as we're hockey nerds fight nerds you know and we uh we you know we get the i, I like to get the i always say the the b-side the deep cuts in terms of guests or information and stuff that I like to talk about on here. Well, Nick is the same way on his music podcast. Uh, uh, so, Metal Antiquities. And, uh, yeah, and he talks about, like, the time Rob Helford from Judas Priest sat in on and did a, a Black Sabbath concert. And, and he has a meatloaf thing and a kiss uh, breakdown coming up. And his latest one's about Randy Rhodes and, uh, and Quiet Riot and stuff. And, uh yeah, so I mean, he really gets into it. So if you're a heavy metal fan uh, and you you know and you're deep into it, definitely check out Nick's show. 
Um, his, I'm, I'm no disrespect. His, he has, I can't remember the partner on the podcast. His name has escaped me right now. He's an English guy. Ah, I can't remember his name. Um, I listened to the damn show too. Sorry, sorry, sir. Uh, nothing personal. Um, I've listened to a million podcasts. I'm in and out of the truck. Uh, but, uh, yes, anyway, they do a, they do a great job and we talk about that. And it was just a really fun talk. And like I said, the other episodes, I've had guests, John Morasti, uh, Joey Tedarenko, Clark Wilm, Kent Staniforth, Chris Graff, Roman Volpat, on and on for guests. And, uh, I highly recommend checking those out. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, and I had talked out loud recently. Um, of course, we have new content every Wednesday, and every Sunday was what I called a vault episode, where I would play one of my old player interviews from my old website. Well, all my player interviews are up, except for one, which I'm going to talk about here shortly. Um, but they're all they're all up. So I wondered out loud, okay, I don't know what to do on Sundays. I didn't know if I'm going to continue with my Sunday show. Wednesday will always be around. Wednesday is going to be where my show is always on Wednesdays. And uh, I don't know if we're going to keep the slot open on Sunday in case something comes up and I push to push to Sunday or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But for now, I am going to continue to do a Sunday show as long as I have time and effort and or I have, I'm willing to put in the effort. Um it is certainly not going to be as long as the Wednesday show. I don't have four or five hours of content, of new and fresh content every week in me. I think that's a big ask for anybody. And uh, in a perfect world, I would like to, Wednesday to be an interview show, and then Sunday be a show, uh, you know, a, a general potpourri show. I mean, I'm not going to start talking about power plays and draft picks. I mean, I will still talk about hockey, but it'll be a... Uh, about fighting and stuff, but it'll be about an enforcer book or a, whatever the general topics of the day are. I don't know, something. I'll just come up with something. But um, as of right now, I'm not quite sure. But with this episode, I was going through my old podcast because I have them all saved on a hard drive, and I noticed one of my guests on the 12 Guests of Christmas, and I, I went and looked, and I do not think I put this up, um, was Josh Mazur. Of course, he was my very first episode, and there, his interview is on this network. I go, highly recommend going back and listening to the full-length interview with Josh. It was great. And like I said, he was my first guest. He spoiled me because he was so good. Stories were great. He was on time, and no shit if I had only known. But, uh, no, he was great, and I uh, wanted to get him back. And So at Christmas, I had him back, and uh, I asked him to talk about his five toughest opponents. So I and it's about a twenty minute piece or whatever. So that'll be tagged on to the end of this, and then that is it for. Uh, I will have put all my old episodes back up on the network. So uh, I will have this will be uh, this. I will no longer be playing uh, old reruns, as they say. I will. Uh, I will have to come up with new content every week. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I said, as of right now, I'm going to try to do two shows. Uh, well, I'll do one show, definitely. Like I said, Wednesday is always going to be there. Uh, and Sunday, I'm not quite sure. But as of for right now, I'm going to keep going. Um, and if I happen to get two guests or whatever, I'm not saying I won't do two interviews. Like if I do an interview on Sunday, like if I have an interview and Sunday shows coming up, I'll definitely put it on Sunday as well. Um, you know, uh, so we'll just, you know, have to see who, how I can get on the phone. Who Or bleh, easy for you to say who I can get on the phone. Um, uh, I do have a player lined up, uh, hopefully recording with him this weekend, so that will be next Wednesday's episode. 
At the same time, I would like to get John from the Hockey Fight League back up as their Hockey Fight League is starting. Season 4 is just starting up, and I always like to have him on. I missed him the last year because my site was down, so I'd like to get him back on, and uh, we, t- we break down the teams, and he explains everybody out there listening, what is the Hockey Fight League? Well, you'll find out. And uh, basically, it's DraftKings, but fighting. Yeah, so it's, it's a little cool deal, and I like all the people involved, and I always like to, uh, you know, talk to John about it. So uh, we will we will do that. I just have to uh, corral a time for him. But uh, other than that, oh, and on Sundays, I, I started this new thing last week. I want to start on my Sunday show. I'm going to give a trivia question. And then at the end of the episode, I will give you the answer for the trivia question. Um, so today's trivia question is, who is the Philadelphia Flyers? all-time penalty minute leader. Who are the Philadelphia Flyers' all-time penalty minute leader? And uh, last week's uh, question was who scored the final goal in the WHA history, league history, and it was Dave Semenko who scored in the Avco Cup final in Game 6 against the Winnipeg Jets as a member of the Oilers and uh, in a losing effort. And uh, yes, so Dave Semenko was the final goal scorer in WHA history. So, yes, so today is, I will, uh, so I'll let you think about that. So don't go to Google, you know, uh, just as you sit there in your daily commute to work or as you're sitting in your cubicle eating your cheese sandwich, put on your headphones so you don't have to listen to Martha talk about her cat's rash and close your eyes and think, the Philadelphia Flyers, all-time penalty minute leader. And I'll get to, I will tell you the answer right before I play the Mazer thing here. But, uh, no, guys, other than that, um, of course, being a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, um, there are 32 other, well, there are more than 30, all the 32 NHL teams are represented uh, on the network, so whatever team you're a fan of, check out that podcast, and uh, as well as, of course, Terry Ryan's on the network, and uh, of course, Terry's busy uh, doing the Globetrot and doing his book tour, as Terry released his second book, Fights, Film, and Folklore. Uh, and I'm um, waiting to receive my copy here patiently. But um, if it is half as good as his first book, uh, it'll be outstanding. Terry's first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing. If Honestly, if you have not read it, get on Amazon or wherever you purchase your favorite uh, reading material and uh, pick it up because it is, uh, on, and not, no bullshit, on all honesty, it is one of the best hockey biographies I've ever read. It's funny. Terry's a great, Terry is an outstanding storyteller. And uh, I know last summer he had sent me a few draft pages of this book that had just come out, and uh, it was outstanding. And uh, I really look forward. And there's a lot of fight stuff, and uh, and Terry's you know big proponent of fighting in hockey, and uh, and he talks and he well there. If you want to see Terry Ryan's tilts, um, and you got the book, and he in some of the, like I don't know what fights he talks about in the books because again I haven't got the book yet, but. Um, I guarantee some of those fights are on my YouTube channel. I have I have numerous Terry Ryan fights on my YouTube channel. Again, fourth line voice on YouTube. Over twenty two hundred fights. Um, I've got everything sorted. So just go there, go to the little search, type in whoever you're looking for or whatever league you happen to be looking for. If you want, if you're in a Western Hockey League mood, WHL, boom, hundreds of videos will come up. Like I said, there there is literally like twenty two hundred and like fifty two videos or something I have up there, and. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. I'm always putting stuff up so you get a notification. Boom. Same with this podcast, actually. If you, whatever platform you listen to, could you subscribe to the show? Um, it helps me out. 
as well. Could you rate the rate and review the show? Um, but yeah, subscribe because uh, it, most of the time they get like when the network uploads them, it's like late at night. So or so you'll actually I might not put it up on Twitter or start promoting it until mid afternoon or late, later in the later in the day because I'm at work. But it has already been on Spotify and stuff for 10, 12 hours. So, uh, yeah, but if you are obviously subscribed to wherever the platform that you subscribe listen to, um, yeah, obviously, boom, as soon as it comes out, you've got it. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, for my off-network fr- friends, uh, of course, Joe over at the Coliseum Chronicles, uh, it's a New York Islander tough guy podcast. Um, of course, I just recently had Joe on my last, one of my last vault episodes, my last vault episode actually, and uh, Joe's a good dude, known Joe for a long time, does a great job over at the podcast, so if you're an Islander fan, you'll love it, um, but even if you're not an Islander fan, yeah, you're just a fan of the tough guys, he's interviewed Mick Fakota, Dean Ewan, Jason Strudwig, Aaron Asham, um, Eric Bolton, I mean, and great interviews in depth, and uh, yeah, lots of fun. And Joe, like I said, Joe does a bang-up job. And right now, actually, one of the things he's doing right now is uh, he does a certain season. Like, he's doing, uh, I can't remember, it's 0102. I can't remember what Eric Karen's season it is. But he takes, like, a season in a career of a guy. So he's done Ken Baumgartner, 8990. Um, you know, Eric Karen's. Um, yeah, and... Uh, he did a. He actually did a Brett Lindros one that was really interesting as well. And I, I'm like, oh man, that's a great idea. I wish I'd thought of that because that would have been awesome to turn this Sunday episodes into like, you know, a season, a season of, you know. And of course, I wouldn't do the Islanders because of Joe, but like Probert, you know, I don't know, eighty five, eighty six, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But I think I already told Joe I might be totally stealing that uh, that concept. But uh, you know. And obviously, I won't do any Islander guys on them, but um, you know. So, but I, I just I really dig the concept. I think it's cool, and it's a really good, you know, like I said, really break down and look at a season of a player. And uh, but yeah, so I don't know that I might do that, but uh, no other than that. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot Hockey Show. Uh, those guys, I like listening to those guys, and as well as uh, Dan, Paul, and Kelly over at the Obey the Puck Show. Yes, I know two actually uh, podcasts that talk about current hockey. Despite not watching current hockey, I listen to those people because I enjoy those people, and they're nice people. And uh, you should listen to them because they're not ignorant putzes, and they're good people. And, uh, yes. and uh, But other than that, um, yeah, it, uh, you guys, I'll just do the ad read now. Actually, one of the, he's not even a spot. I don't even think he, uh, well, I know he listens to the podcast, but he's not sponsoring the podcast, but I like to promote him anyway, because he's just a good dude and he deserves promotion. And of course, with the snow about to fly here in less than 24 hours, uh, do you have your winter tires for your car? Of course, these people that live in Lando Lake, Florida don't need winter tires, but for us Western Canadian folks do. Well, and if you're in Quebec and stuff, and you, you, you do as well. But, uh, Yes, winter tires, or even if you just need to have a hole in your tire or fix a rim. If you have any tire problems and you're in the Lloydminster area, hit up the Fountain Tire. Kent Staniforth owned and operated, and Kent is a great dude. Like I said, his interview is on the show, former Moose Jaw Warrior and Forrester. Great interview. Um, in fact, he, Mike Babcock's first coaching job was the Moose Jaw Warriors, and Kent was there. Go listen to that story. And But just a general great guy has... Uh, 
helped me out numerous times is uh, beyond generous with some gifts that I always give him shit for because he's uh, way too nice. But uh, no, Kent's a really great dude. You need the tires if you're in the area. Honestly, Fountain Tire, Kent Staniforth, go in and tell him Darren from the Fourth Line Voice sent you. I don't think that'll get you any discount or anything, but it might get you, like I would say, it might get you a WHL story. Ask him about the time he fought Kerry Toporowski. I mean, like I said, while you're getting your fucking lug nuts tightened, he'll tell you about fighting Topper. But Kent Staniforth, Fountain Tire, Lloyd Minster. Check him out. Good dude. Let's give Kent the money, folks. And uh, support, uh, support local. Local dude from Lloyd. Let's do it. I always say, damn it, it's too bad he's like three hours away because I need, I need to friggin' snow tires and rims for our new SUV. So maybe I'll just drive out there and do it. I wonder if he'll give me a discount. If I go in, tell him I'm with the fourth line voice. I don't know. But, um, yeah. And actually, guys, while I'm thinking about it, I mean, with uh, it's crazy. I mean, we're November 6th, uh, you know, month away from uh, Christmas. And, uh, if you are, if you need, you're stuck for something to buy that special person, or hey, you just want to buy yourself something, and you're into hockey jerseys, again, I got another good deal for you. Through the network here, they sponsor the network, coolhockey.com. They've been around since 1999. They're NHLPA endorsed, and I know you guys don't like the knockoff jerseys. You want the real things. Well, here we are. This is the real deal. And uh, if you use the promo code THPN at checkout, you get 30% off and free shipping. They're out of Toronto. And like I said, go to the mall, go to Lids, go to Olympian Sports here. 300 bucks they want for those bloody new jerseys. And you're at the mercy of whoever they got on the rack. I mean, they're not going to go down and put... They're not going to haul it off the rack and start hand-stitching it in the middle of, uh, you know, Jersey City. No way. No, but cool hockey will. But, uh, yeah, whoever you want to get. Like I said, uh, you know, you want to get Hammer of the God 69 on your jersey, they'll do it. Hand-sewn, just like the players have. I was talking about Joe earlier. You know Joe. Every time I do this, he's always talking about the Islanders. And, of course, Joe's always looking for, like, unique shit. Like I said, Joe's... Anybody can get Trache or LaFontaine. Joe's a deep-cut, deep B-side kind of guy. Always looking for something unique, you know. He likes to wear, like, unique, different jerseys, you know. Create conversation on the subway on his commute to work. Guy will look at his jersey and, you know, it's like a Vasha or Jokinen or Janssen. Yeah, and then him and Joe, of course, immediately start talking about Islanders history. There you go. So Joe's always wearing jerseys. And uh, and he's always, like I said, always looking for something unique. I talked to him last night, and he's like, yeah, coming up here. Payday's coming. I totally got, I'm going to totally get another Islander jersey. I'm going to use your promo code. And he goes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put 95 on the left sleeve. I'm going to put 06 on the right sleeve. And I'm like, what? And he goes, and then I'm just going to put a bar in the middle, on the back. So 95 bar 06. 95 to 06. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, and on the name bar, I'm going to put Millbury. Because that's how long he was a GM for the Islanders for. You know? Because Joe's a big fan of that time frame with the Islanders. So, I'm like, dude, that is, like, you're going to be, like, the only guy in Long Island with that jersey. That's how hardcore Joe is. One of a kind. One of a kind. So, like I said, if it's good enough for Joe, it's good enough for you. Promo code THPN at checkout, 30% off. Boom, there you go. They make great Christmas gifts. They have all the NHL teams are on there. Uh, third jersey, stadium jerseys. 
I don't know, Fortnite jerseys. I don't know what kind of jerseys. Whatever, promo night jerseys. They got them all. And uh, they're all there. So check out coolhockey.com. And like I said, it helps the network out. Gives each and the boys some money. Keep this mud show, mud show on the air. And uh, and you're buying, like I said, you're getting the jersey anyway. Why not help the boys out? Help me out. I'm not going to get no money, but it'll keep me on the air. Maybe that's not the ringing endorsement I should use either. I don't know. Cool hockey might be. The executives might be making a phone call. Glad I'm not answering that call, Alicia. But, uh, yeah, guys. Look at that. 23 minutes in. We have accomplished zero on this show here today. Did you guys hear? I was reading it on Twitter. George LaRock wants to fight Mike Tyson in a boxing match. It's legit. Or Joe or put it this way, George is claiming it's legit. Yeah. Oh, seventy five percent it's almost done. I'm like, well first of all, Tyson's fighting Roy Jones coming up here in the geriatric battle. Um so okay, I'm sure I'm sure Tyson's not really thinking ahead to George LaRock. But yeah, old George wants to go box Mike Tyson. Okay. George, uh, you're going to last about 30 seconds, and uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to think of this. Um, and I don't want George to get hurt or whatever, because he ain't winning, so it's not like, I don't want to see Tyson get, actually, you know, fuck Mike Tyson. You know, um, you know, everybody goes on, like, celebrates Mike Tyson like he's whatever. It's like, oh, the guy's a fucking convicted rapist. I don't, you know, fuck him. You know, but whatever. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's not like George is going to hurt him. So it's, you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it ain't going to last 30 seconds. But I, I'm just like, why? I don't know. I don't understand the, the point of all this. And it's like, I try to like George. I've heard some stories from different guys I've talked to, different players. I won't get into them. That's their business. They, you know, um, Whatever I don't that the, my interactions with George have been limited through email um, and one phone call way back in the day when it was about I was helping him out with his fight tapes. Um, nice guy to me it was always nice, so I I can't say anything bad about him personally. But again, I'm not around him. I'm not hanging out with him. Like my like I said, my brief interaction with him was fine. It was very pleasant. Um, but just seems to me he just has this need just to be in the, like, spotlight all the time. Like, you ever notice, like, if you don't, if it goes for a little while, all of a sudden, he's got to either say something or do something where, you know, all of a sudden he's on your, like I said, all of a sudden he's appearing in my Twitter feed for some reason. And it's like, okay, like, he came out about the Quebec thing with the fighting, and then before that it was a vegan thing, and then before that it was something, actually he got COVID before that, so I'm glad he recovered from that, but... Yeah, so I'm not saying that was part of his plan to get in the news, but I mean, he's always, it's something all the time. And it, it's like, are you that, like, I don't, it seems kind of narcissistic. Like, I don't know, like, just why? And I don't, and this latest thing, it's like, are you that starved for attention that you're going to go basically get knocked out by Mike Tyson to, to for what? You know, like, I like, do you need money that bad? Like, you know? I mean, I hope he doesn't. I mean, you know, I know George didn't make tens and tens of millions in his career, but, you know, he, he, you know, 
he moved the decimal point a lot. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't have to. You know, I'm pretty sure they're not going to have any GoFundMe's for him for him late anytime soon. You know, so, so you know, but like, really, George? Come on! Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know. <coughs> I don't get it. But whatever. Good luck to you if you're going to do it. But uh, I don't know. Another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, well, I actually want to bring up briefly um, in episode 52. Um, I had done, uh, it was an episode like this, just kind of talking about the things of the day. And one of the topics was, of course, uh, Mitchell Miller, a uh, very controversial figure, um, Arizona draft pick. Arizona, yeah, Ari- yeah, it was Arizona. yeah, it was the Coyotes draft pick. And um, word, uh, the story came out that when he was uh, 13, 14 years old, he had bullied a handicapped child, and uh, it was some really heinous shit. And uh, so she- <laughs> Ooh, pardon me. Social media uh, blew up, and um, it ended up um, Arizona rescinded the draft pick and dropped him. Um, his scholarship, the University of North Dakota, got taken away. Um, so I had talked about that, and basically I threw out the question out there that at four, are we going to hold what a kid did at 13, 14 years old to to what he's doing at 19 and you know are we going to cancel him and whatever and he's been canceled he's done so i mean even if he goes and plays in europe or whatever he's never going to play in the nhl so it's like well and then other people like i said were saying oh good he should never play hockey again whatever i brought up the fact that well i don't know do we how long do we punish him for whatever and i kind of said well what do you guys think um well the big D on Twitter replied to me, and uh, at first it was a little, you know, a little harsh when uh, not we were name calling, but I mean, uh, you know, he was pretty aggressive in his reply to me uh, about the net about the episode, and uh, I disagreed with what he tweeted, and uh, we kind of went back and forth a little, well, like we weren't motherfucking each other or anything, but it was, you know, it was stern, and. Uh, I sent him a private message, and we had a discussion, like adults, uh, in private, and, uh, yeah, worked it out. And, uh, you know, I discussed my point, and then I saw his, and whatever. And it's it's fine. And, um, yeah, so uh, he said he listens to the show. Well, obviously he listened to that episode. Uh, at this point, I don't know if he'll listen to more episodes, but uh, if you are listening out there, sir, I don't know what your real name is, but, uh, no, uh, thank you for... Uh, discussing discussing it with me uh, what you meant and I stated my position you stated yours and uh, it was a healthy back and forth and uh, it was it was good uh, which is rare on social media as anybody who partakes in social media knows to actually have uh, an adult civil conversation uh, and disagreement uh, is rare but so I appreciated that, and I appreciate the feedback. Um, that's why you do episodes like that. You like to hear back from people. Uh, you know, like I said, good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, I, I, I relish the feedback. It's, it's you know, people are listening, and 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 that's good. So yeah, if any if you're anybody out there listening to any, and you like what I say or take umbrage with what I say, uh, it, hockeyfights at hotmail dot com is the email address, or. If you're on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter. My my DMs are open, as they say. Send me a private message, and uh, yeah, tell me what you think. Like I said, good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, you know, like I said, we can be adults. I don't think we have to, you know, uh, start swearing and yelling and screaming at each other. Um, you know, just uh, let me know. 
Uh, also, like I would say, if you have any footage, if you're listening and you have VHS tapes in your mom's basement somewhere or in the attic of a local cable games that you used to tape of the local junior A team or the local junior team or old minor league tapes, what have you, go dig those out and let me know. I would love to see them. Let's get them up on YouTube. Let's preserve this stuff. Um, hopefully I have some footage coming to me that I will completely make available to you guys on my YouTube channel and I think everybody will love to see it Um, and otherwise no one will ever see this stuff so no and I I think that's it's always great to preserve that and uh, and like I said put it out get it out there for everyone to see Um, and that's been the great thing about YouTube so uh, yeah other than that no I appreciate the feedback and uh yeah, guys, other than that, oh, and it was also brought up, um, somebody asked me uh, when I was kind of out loud about what I was going to do Saturday or Sundays and Wednesday's episode, blah, blah, blah. They said, oh, uh, they asked me if I was ever going to do a Patreon. And um, and I, to be completely honest, I'm like, I, I mean, I know what Patreon is, but I was kind of, why would I do it? But I kind of looked into it and I, so, okay, for if you want to hear extra content that the regular listeners don't get to hear and you pay a subscription fee, um, blah, 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 you know, Oh, five bucks a month. And I, I do an extra hour a week on Patreon and you get to hear that and, or whatever it may be me or an interview or what have you. Um, it was an interesting concept. One, I, I think I'm nowhere near a big enough podcast to pull that off. Uh, you know, like I said, I have, uh, I might have, five people or four people give to a Patreon account, so I don't really know what, that's not really worth it. Because um, again, you gotta put, if I'm gonna start charging people, then I'm not that I'm ever trying to mail shit in, but I mean, I would really go out of my way and really research and blah 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 for that episode if I'm gonna charge people for it. And uh, I just you know, between that and, a, and an interview with the players and I don't. I just don't really have that. I don't have that much effort to put in, and uh, you know. And I do. I do have a wife I need to talk to now and again. So, and and I like to go out now and again. Not many places, but you know. So I don't know when I would have the time, and uh, and that's a lot. That's just a lot of effort, and uh, you know, like I said, and on completely. To be completely honest, I'm not delusional. I don't think I. I am nowhere near popular enough to make it worthwhile anyway, and. Uh, but I mean, I appreciate the the because um, this guy said he would do it, but or I'd give. But uh, you know, which I very much appreciate. Thank you. But uh, no, I don't think I'll be doing any Patreon anytime soon. Um, but, hey, I'd love to make money in podcasting. That'd be great. But uh, you know, I'm certainly realistic about things, and uh, yeah, that is you know, I I just enjoy getting on here and talking to you guys and getting the feedback and uh, talking to fans and players, and that's that's the fun part. I don't. Uh, this isn't about some quest for money or anything like that. Um, although, not in terms of direct, you know, uh, I would at some point, I, keep, I know I've been saying it for ever since I started this damn podcast about merchandise, I would really like to at least get some t-shirts out. Um, I am just looking for a Canadian distributor because I don't want to run out and go buy like 20 shirts, like outlay, you know, buy 20 shirts and or 50 shirts and go get them printed and I need 30 larges and 10 extra large, blah, 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 and have them sitting here and go mail them out. I don't want to have put up with that bullshit. I'm not doing that and get stuck with eight mediums left or whatever, end up giving them to Goodwill or something. Um, no, I would much rather an, a company do that. I submit the designs and I get eight bucks or nine bucks per shirt that's sold or whatever and they deal with all the 
the shipping and everything else. I, I that's what I want to do. And I've I've gotten a link, and I know there's some guys on the network here that have merchandise, but it's through an American company, and uh, I just don't want to deal with that. Like it for tax purposes. Not that I'm gonna oh, I'd sell hundreds and hundreds of shirts or anything, but nonetheless, I'd imagine the company, being a legit American company, would send me a tax form. I'd assume. Uh, business tax form, and that, uh, and I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I'll deal with a Canadian company in terms of tax forms and that stuff because I know that tax code and stuff. But yeah, I don't feel like getting into an, an American thing. So uh, there's exchange and foreign business and blah, whatever. That's a whole hassle I don't want to get into. So um, yeah, so if anybody out there knows of a Canadian company that uh, does shirts and stuff with the way. I'm saying that's the distributor and everything. Uh, please get a hold of me. I'd like to uh, work something out with those guys. Because I think it would be kind of cool to get some merchandise out there. And I do have a logo. and st- Actually, I actually have a few ideas for some shirt designs that I think would be really cool. But, um, yeah, guys, let's get on with the uh, the, the Josh Mazer portion of the show. Like I said, it's a, I, I didn't completely check, but I think it's 20 or 25 minutes. And it's, uh, you know, we're talking, and like I said, Josh Mazer, there's another guy. He's on my YouTube channel. I got a bunch of his fights. Uh, and, like, dude fought, like, Eric Goddard 13 times and shit in junior. It's, like, ridiculous. I got a bunch of those fights. He fought Scott Parker, Steve McIntyre. Um, you know, they're all on my channel. So, definitely, Chris Maletti fights for, like, two minutes. Seriously, he fights Chris Maletti for, like, two minutes. It's on there. Go check it out. No, Mazer, Josh is a tough dude and uh, great guy, and uh, it was lots of fun. Anytime I have a chance to talk to Josh Mazer, it is awesome, and uh, so it was fun to talk to, sit down and get his five toughest opponents. But, uh, oh, yes, I almost forgot again. The trivia question, Philadelphia Flyers all-time penalty minute leader is Rick Tockett. Are you surprised by that? I was. For some reason, I was like immediately just went to Schultz in my head. But no, it was Rick Tockett. He played 621 games for the New York Islanders and had 1,815 penalty minutes. 621 games, he had 232 goals, 276 assists for 508 points, and 1,800 penalty minutes. Paul Holmgren is second, and Andre DuPont is third, for those wondering. But yes, Philadelphia Flyers all-time penalty minute leader. And as it was kind of uh, fitting that this week, he Rick Tockett was elected into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Well-deserved, and uh, per- myself, I think he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, I like Clark Gillies and everything else, and I always say if Gillies is in, uh, Tockett should definitely be in. And, uh, you know, almost 500 goals is one of the premier power forwards of all time. Definitely, I think Tockett should be in there. A couple, couple cups. Uh, yeah. And it's Rick Tockett, man. you, you got to put Rick Tockett Rocket in there. But yes, so congratulations to Rick Talk for his election in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Hopefully the Hockey Hall of Fame is next. But yes, he is the all-time Philadelphia Flyers penalty minute leader. But there we go. There's another Sunday uh, wrapped up. And uh, yeah, I will. let's get on with uh, well my discussion with Josh Mazur. And uh, I hope everybody had a good weekend and has a good Sunday. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. All right, here is my discussion with Josh Mazur. Thanks, guys. On the phone is Josh Mazer. Josh, how you doing tonight? Good. How you doing, Darren? Very good. I appreciate you taking my phone call. No, no problem at all. I, uh, yeah, I got to thank you for all the newfound fame I've got. 
Yep, I can barely yeah. walk down the streets or and people are just bothering me for autographs. It's crazy. There we go. Like I said, Mazer Mania, running wild. Yeah. yeah I guess, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to make some Fair shirts. Enough, we're going to yeah. pimp those things out around Medicine Hat. We're going to make a killing. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But uh, well, maybe they're for rags at the mechanics or something, but that's about it. Hey, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk. But uh, I have uh, all 12 guests here for this episode. I've given each one of them a different topic. And with Josh... I uh, with I, I said to him, I said, well, we're going to come up with, for you, your top five toughest guys you ever fought. And looking at dropyourgloves.com, they have you listed at 130 fights. I think you had more than that. I think you're totally... I had more than that. There's, there's a lot. The, uh, the Western Pro League stuff they're missing, right? The yeah, West- Western Pro, I think I had like 35 that year. And then in the, in the West Coast, I had like 20. And yeah... A lot more than that. Well, look at this, 130 fights, and the guy's saying they're coming up light. I love it. All right, so we'll put you around 150 career fights. So you played in the Western Hockey League with uh, Spokane and Swift Current and Medicine Hat, and uh, and you played the Austin Ice Bats uh, and uh, Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, so we will uh, kind of, you know, go through, uh, or, or like they all... Well, well, I'm going to leave the list up to you. I'm, I'm trying to pick oh, it apart yeah. already. But so, like do, I said, do, 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 the practice fights count too. I don't know after that right. St. Louis Blues one, everybody made a big deal out of that. I had a lot of those too. But wow, well, oh yeah, well that's the thing. I was laughing about that. Yeah, everybody acted like that was the first time that's ever happened. And I think you guys oh, that, like almost did that on a regular basis. Oh, there's. I mean, some teams more than others, but. Uh, I mean, any time, every team had. And I mean, I think they still do. I don't know, but they make such a big deal out of it now. It's back then. It was you, you'd fight your buddy, and it would be no. There's no ill will or like it, it brought you closer together. Nobody, like people, make such a big deal out of it. It's uh, it probably bring St. Louis together. Honestly, they'd probably play better now because of that. So. Yeah. Well, I laughed. The one guy I said, even in a practice fight, he's trying to draw a call. So he would, it was, yeah, right, yeah. Jesus. We can't have him pretty good at the end there, though. But yeah. Well, I, well, as we're on the topic, before we get going, what was uh, what was the best practice fight you were ever in? Oh, oh let me think here. Uh, uh, the best one? I, probably Curtis Suter with okay. uh, Spokane. He was a tough dude. Uh, we had two, two good ones in practice. I think we were one and one. The second one, he... He got the better of me a little bit. I fell down, but he did, and then and then I got traded right after that. So, <laughs> so should have won that one, but whatever. You still? Oh? Yeah, yeah. You still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened there. There we go. Okay. Uh. Uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> so did you miss you missed that or? No, no. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just oh, like yeah. I was just making sure the level was right. Like. I must have clicked something. But no, yeah, it was Suter. Uh, well, what was the... Uh, I'm putting you right on the spot here. Was there any, like, a practice fight that you saw that was, like, like shit was going down? Like, it was, like, bad intentions? Or, like, and it was just vicious? Probably. Like, I can't... Like, not one comes to mind, but, like... like I mean, like I said on the uh, on the first podcast, like, in Spokane, we'd have them all, like, all the time, and I... Uh, Ron Grimard, he got in a few pretty good ones. Uh, there, there was a, there was a lot in practice. Ferrance, uh, Brad Ferrance is always getting in them. 
uh, and he, you know, he it was always he, he had he was an intense individual. Those were always pretty intense when he was in them. Yeah, there were some good ones. I had a good one with Kyle Roster too. He was a tough guy, but like I said, like after it was like no big deal. Like you just kind of laugh about it and yeah, like yeah. And I landed, and like I said in the first pause, guy usually is usually devoid of bag skate. In all honesty, but yeah, yeah. Well, you had, you had Babs watching, so it was like, yeah, all right, let's yeah. get into it, and get him off our back, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, so we had the uh, the top five uh, toughest guys that uh, that you, that Josh Mazer ever fought. So I think maybe we'll we'll go five to one here. So let, okay. let, lay it on me here. What's number five? Okay. Um, I just gotta say, it was like this was tough. Like this was no easy thing to do. There's a lot of guys uh, who were tough, and like uh, really, honestly, anybody who played that role and dropped the gloves was was tougher than nails. And uh, yep, uh, just respect for everybody. It's it's tough to narrow it down to five because they're they're like I. You told me about this, and I started listing them out, and there was a lot of guys, and to get down to five it was pretty tough. So, um, I guess with number five. Uh, I put him at number five. I only fought him once, but just because of his name. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a barn burner fight or anything like that. But uh, Scott Parker, obviously, I got to put him on there because, like, yeah, his name speaks for himself. One of the toughest guys around ever to play in the dub. So uh, I put him at number five. Well, there you go. Yeah, and that was your first WHL fight. Is that correct? Yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a hell of a fucking debut. We're not going to the shallow end. We're just going to the deep end right off the go. <laughs> That's right. Um, right. Yeah, and that fight is up on uh, on my YouTube page. Um, what now? I never. I don't know if I asked you this in the first in the first interview. Like, did you? I mean, obviously you knew who he was and everything else. But I mean, at that time period, ninety seven. I mean, there's no YouTube and shit. Had you ever seen him fight? No, I'd never seen him fight other than. Uh... Reagan Darby fought him in the game. It was his, uh, he was a rookie too, and he fought him before I fought him. So I, and he did, uh, I think he did okay. I can't remember it. I was like, well, I can't let him show me up or whatever. I didn't think that, but I wanted to piece him through. That was the only time I'd ever seen him fight. He was big, he was huge. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, and, and I mean, at that point, I was, I was too stupid to be scared, honestly. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to be your role, right? I mean, you, yeah, you may as well go at the biggest dog, right? I mean, yeah, and I mean in Kelowna, Jesus, they could you could that was like you could line that shit up in Kelowna. I mean, it was you had your pick out of how many guys. It was yeah, that was like we played them. Now that was a barn burner. We like we loved playing. We were maybe we maybe didn't have the name. Well, we did have some name guys. We we like, yep. we matched up pretty good good against them though, and it yep. was. Uh, like you said, like like I said in the first one, like we all wanted to fight Parker, like Graf, me, Suter, we all wanted a piece of him. Uh, and every like in every like Dan Vandermeer fought him, did a good job against him. Like I think one time I actually looked up and I think half his fights that year were against Spokane or something like that. Like, but we just wanted a piece of him, and and we had lots of guys to go around. So yeah, well that's you got to make the name. That's got to do it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, well there you go. We're <laughs> number five. We started Scott Parker. That's awesome. All right, number four. Uh, number four. Um, like I said, there's lots of guys. I got to go with Jeremy Oblonsky. Uh, yeah, we fought. Uh, I think three or four times. He's as tough as they come for sure. Uh, toughest guys ever to play. Uh, we had some good fights. Uh, 
Junior was a good fight. The one fight I always get, a, I mean, whatever, I'm not talking about it too much, but the one fight, uh, it's on YouTube, and you can kind of tell, and I don't get the decision always. I looked at it, and it always bothers me a little bit, but I really nailed him right off the get-go of the fight, and it, you really can't see it on video. I just crushed him, and, and uh, his nose was bleeding and everything, and, and I thought I won that fight, but they always, people, I mean, whatever, but he was tough, and he, and he was just, but I always thought I won. Every, I thought I won every fight, and I know I didn't. But that's how it goes. So, yeah, he he definitely uh, one of the toughest guys ever to do it, and I'm really honored to say I ever fought him. Actually, to be honest with you, so. Oh, fucking Yabo! There, like you said, that guy's a legend, and uh, yeah. Oh, and like you said, you you have the yeah. I mean, as an enforcer, I mean that's the mindset you have to have that you won every fight. I mean, you can't. I know what you're saying. You're not literally saying that, but I mean it's. Yeah, that's the mindset you need to have, right? Yeah, Obviously. it is. Yeah, you've got it. You can't think you lost. Like you've really got to think you're the uh, the toughest guy around. And I mean, yeah. you've got to care. You got to be a little. You got to be a little goofy that way. And I mean, you know, looking back on it, you know, I know I didn't win them all, but but like, you couldn't tell me that after a fight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably had to put put me in a coffin to think I actually lost. <laughs> but uh, which you know, you got to be a little goofy to, to keep back going and doing her so. Uh, yeah, now, I, I love doing it. So I was gonna say, like, I, I, you fought him once in junior when he was with Kootenay, and then yeah. uh, the two fights, uh, in, the other two fights were in pro uh, yeah. when you when you were in the West Coast League with uh, Bakersfield. Um, where now, I know this is getting really specific, and maybe I mean it all probably run together. But did you notice a difference fighting him from junior to pro? Was he different yeah, at all? Yeah. Um, I did, like, it was tough to say because our fight in junior wasn't really very good. It wasn't much, I think we fell down, right? It wasn't much of a fight. Um, like, I had heard, like, when he went to pro, like, everybody was talking about him. He was the, like, kind of like Scott Parr, like, everybody's going, yabo, yabo, like, and, yep. and I was like, well, I want, like, I want a piece of him here, like, you know, and then even after, even after I'd fought him, some guys had played with him in Phoenix or something, and they were kind of like shocked how good I did. And I was like, "Well, you know, whatever." And I, but uh, yeah, he really had a big reputation. He got a lot bigger, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, and he was, uh, but well, yeah, it was it, it was uh, it was a tough dude. Like, yeah, real tough dude. Well, yeah, like both hands, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody, everybody knows you, Blonsky. I mean, you go on yeah. YouTube, and there's, you know, he yeah. fucking knocked. And he boxed, like he supposedly he boxed and was a Golden Glove boxer, and I boxed, so I kind of wanted to, uh, yep, to say oh, I'm the better boxer too, a little bit yep. bragging rights, but whatever. It, uh, yeah, I, I can't really say that in the end, but uh, yeah, we had we had a couple good ones, and like, yeah, one of the toughest ever to do it, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Okay, well, yeah, Parker, then Jablonski, number three. Uh, number three, I got to go with uh, Steve McIntyre. Uh, it's just like murder to, row here, Big Mac. Like, yeah. yeah, like an animal. He's an animal, <laughs> dude, like just a huge, huge man and tougher than nails. Uh, throw both hands. Uh, yeah, again, just uh, a crusher, scary individual. Yeah. How many times did you fight him? Three, four? I I, I think four, but uh, yeah, I think four. Yeah, pretty sure four times. Yeah, actually, and you do good in those fights. Actually, I mean, that, he's a fucking like you said, big dude, and yeah. yeah, that's a that's a long way up. Yeah, he see he I see him all the time, and he always you know like he always say I got better you one time, and you got better me this time, and yeah, and, and what and it was yeah like that's just how 
great guy. Like I said last time, like a great guy. Like he trained yep. here in Medicine Hat and he come out and helped me at Brandings and uh, he's yeah, he's a team roper and he's a cowboy and all that stuff. And yeah, it was just a great, like honestly, what like anybody who meets him will just say like the most down to earth guy ever. Like yep. he's playing in the NHL, he's coming out to help me brand calves. Like yep. not a lot of guys would do that, right? No, exactly. And uh, no, Mac, yeah, I've known him since the AAA midget. Uh, yeah, he was Max. <clears throat> pardon me, Max, a hell of a dude. Um, and like you said, one of the baddest dudes. Like I remember there, right at, towards kind of the end of his career when he was in the minors and shit. I remember telling everybody, I'm like, well, the toughest guy in hockey isn't even in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he smoke anyone in the NHL, I can tell you that. And honestly, like a story like that guy's an example of perseverance. Like, like that's a story you tell your kids about. I remember he was. Well, out of junior, and he was playing in the Quebec League, and and he, yep. uh, and it's like, well, you're like, well, I just was just like, and he'd call me in, and, and he actually called me and tried to come get to play with him in the Quebec League, and I thought, like, what are you doing, Mac? Like, you're going, like, this is going nowhere. Like, like, your young guy should be playing somewhere, but like, he persevered, got out of the Quebec League, man made it to the NHL, and I don't know how old he was when he finally made it to the NHL, but like, that's like a miracle story. Like, you know what? Like, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, I, I'm going to try to talk to him and get him on the show. Um, we have, like I said, I've known him for a while, and I think if I touch base with him and let him know who I am and shit, and I mean, he's he, yeah. he, he, he played with my brother and stuff, so yeah, I think I could probably get him on here, and uh, we, it's an interesting story, because a friend of mine really helped him out, because when he was done junior, he was just sitting at home, and that was going to be the end of his hockey career, and yeah. my buddy who was coaching phoned me, and he's like, I... I coach down in this in this uh, junior league in the states and they allow 21 year olds he goes and i want the that's toughest right too. yeah i remember he goes that, yeah. yeah he goes do you and he was in bay city michigan and he's like do you know anyone tough and i'm like motherfucker i said i got the toughest dude he'll absolutely and then next thing you know got a hold of mcintyre and he went down there and the and then my buddy got him the deal in, Mus- in muskegon and off we go but yeah he was just sitting at home and i'm like well i know the baddest dude in junior and he's not even playing and i'm like yeah. mcintyre is a 21 year old against a bunch of michigan american kids oh someone's gonna die yeah, <laughs> there probably was a few corpses scattered there oh he sure. said it took him like about a, what, half a game to scare the entire league yeah he uh and, well, yeah, and mcintyre was really happy much was... well i was gonna say mcintyre was really happy because my buddy played him like he just was a fourth line dummy like he put the yeah. put a letter on him and like put him on the power. Well, you put that big bastard in front of the net on the power play. Like what? Some seventeen year old's gonna move him? I don't think yeah, so. No doubt, yeah. Yeah. No, it was he. He was great. Yeah. So we got Parker, Yabo, Big Mac, number two uh, in the Josh Mazer fightathon. Number two, I'm uh, uh, going with Stephen Pete. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, huge reputation, one of the scariest guys around. Uh, yeah, I think every every game I played him, I think we only played three times and we fought three times. Uh, but like I said, like I lost some sleep before those games for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, just an animal. Like uh, it's too bad what he's going through now for sure. Uh, yep. But one like the one of the toughest guys ever in junior to play. Like uh, and yeah, just a just an animal and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who I, it's bugging me now. I can't remember who I was talking to, 
But somebody said, yeah, because they had fought Pete a couple times. And they were like, oh, man, when he hit you, it just vibrated you. Like he could hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ah, who was it now? That's bugging me. But yeah, Petey, they're a tough dude. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, they, you know, he gets the, gets the help. And uh, hopefully, I, I, I hope they touch base with him and uh, straighten that out. Cause, uh, but yeah, Pete was a tough dude for sure. Well, here we are. The uh, the countdown, the number one. Well, I'd already know. I I kind of yeah. have a feeling of who it is, but yeah. the number one guy. Uh, number one guy is um, I got to yeah. I don't know if it could be anybody else. Eric Goddard for yeah. me, so, fought, fought him so many times, and uh, how many times was it? Eleven, and he kept coming. I kept coming. It definitely the. Uh, like and I mean, like, like when you say tough, to me the tough guys aren't the guys who win all the time. It's the guys take a beat and keep on coming. You know, you beat him up, he's going to come right back. And uh, yep. And uh, I mean, I beat him a couple. He came right back to at me after I beat him, and and I, I do the same to him. And uh, and I mean to watch him in the NHL that uh, did. I mean the career he had. I don't know how many career fights he had. It was one of like. Uh, he could destroy some guys in the NHL and one of the toughest ever to do it. And then the toughest guy I fought for sure. No doubt about it. Well, drop your gloves is claiming 314 fights he had. So Holy cow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said, a big dude could be yeah, like, you know, both hands. And, uh, I mean, everyone's seen the NHL stuff and, uh, now, and for you to fight him like 11 times, that's, uh, well, I don't know what that says about you, but <laughs> crazy, I think, is the is the first word that I think of. But stupid, uh, stupid probably. Well, <laughs> That's what I think know. of. Yeah. And I will say, anybody that's listening, go to drop your gloves or go to my YouTube page. Just hit the search, Josh Mazer. Check it out. A lot of the Goddard fights are on there. Hey, you don't take any backward step. I mean, you're you're right there with them, and I mean, you drop them in the one. I mean, you always look. Actually, you always look good against Goddard. I actually watched all those fights that were on there the other night. And I, I don't remember any of the fights where Ole Mazer got dummied. Like, no, you didn't. Just the, the, in Menace Nod, I did the first fight in Menace Nod, I will say. He got the better of those two. Like I said, he, he broke my nose in the first fight in Menace Nod. Uh, oh, I, was, I was actually really nervous for that game and whatever, but he got the better of me that time for sure. Um, no, see, not, those yeah. two weren't I'm on not, drop your gloves. All the other times, <laughs> those two weren't on drop your gloves. I didn't see those ones, but uh, but uh, yeah, the the uh, yeah, man, it was uh, well. That I mean, look at that list. I mean, uh, every one of those guys played in the NHL, and uh, and you were and and like you said, looking at your list. I mean, I'm just as you were talking, I was just scrolling through it, and I mean, it's like fuck the who's who, you know, from. Voth and Mike Brown and Hordachuk and Friedrich and Bernal and Fedorik and Scheffelmeyer and on and on, right? So I mean, like I'm sure you probably yeah. have some. Like, Friedrich, Friedrich was probably next on. I he, I had him next on the list. I can, uh, but because uh, he he was a big intimidating man. And Mike Brown, I had there too. Millet, like uh, Fritz was a yeah. Fritz, he was a machine. Wingfield, I had Bell, Anthony Belza. T.J. Reynolds, yeah, had a few guys. It was hard to sort through the guys. Like I don't want to, like anybody. If I mean, I, I fought. I don't want to. You know, it was tough to come up with, and I kind of. Oh, I don't think anybody. Guys, I had a few with, and I mean, other yeah. than Parker, I only fought him once, but I fought these other guys a few times, so I had a little bit more sample size to say. So, but uh, 
uh, you talked about it, uh, you were saying before in your other one, it was, uh, you kind of really got, like, dinged twice. Who were the two guys, who were the two guys that did it to you? Uh, the hardest two punches I ever got, like, I, I actually, uh, to my own horn here, but I was pretty, I, I was pretty good at avoiding punches, a lot of punches. Yes, you were. I knew how to, like, from box, I knew how to go with a punch and take a punch, and I never got hurt too very often, like, I knew how to go with a punch and whatnot, but TJ Reynolds dinged me once, gave me a concussion, and Jordan Fodell was the other guy, that's the two hardest times I ever got hit. Yeah, and that, um, was there anybody that you ever fought that, I don't, I don't want to, you know, we're not... But you're in your mind, you're like, I'm going to fucking kick this guy's ass. Like, this won't be a problem. And all of a sudden, he catches you with one, and you're like, Jesus Christ, where did that come from? Like, did you ever... Me, yeah, um, uh, probably Dion Lasso, actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tough dude, but yeah, I thought, I thought I'd have my way with him uh, the one time. And uh, yeah, he caught me pretty good. Uh, at the end of the fight, <laughs> I, I got him pretty good one fight too. But yeah, he's he was he was he was like he wasn't very big, but he was a game dude. Like he'd fight everybody, and, and yep. yeah, he was a tough he was a tough guy. Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, yeah, well, definitely. And uh, well, there you go, folks. Uh, you had your, your the top five uh, Josh Mazer opponents and some honorable mentions, and it was like it was the who's who. Um, I don't, I, well, all the names you mentioned, I don't, they don't need to be explained to anyone who they were. I mean, that's, uh, they don't get any tougher than that list. Yeah, it was, yeah, they're, yeah, some tough guys. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I'm honored to say that I fought those guys and it's an honor, you know, that that list is like that. And, uh, they all played in the NHL and, you know, sometimes I, I mean, I mean, I'm good now, but used to think like, you know, well, they all played. Why didn't I get to play? And, you know, that's just the way it goes. And I'm not bitter about that at all. I got to do what I got to do. And I'm happy about that. And, and hockey was good to me. And you know, and I get to go on podcasts like this 20 years later. <laughs> it's those days, so, so that's a good thing. So, well, like, like, yeah, like I said, Mazer mania is running wild. And hello. Yeah. yeah. You're here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No man, I appreciate you coming on. I'll let you go. I know you got uh, a Christmas party to attend and uh, and everything else. But uh, while I got you on the phone, I just wanted to uh, thank you very much for being the very first guest I ever had and got got me into this whole whole deal, this whole mess. And uh, no, and I always I appreciated it then, and I uh, I appreciate it now. And we've had some pretty uh, we've had some funny uh, interactions back and forth on Twitter and. Uh, I always appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, and and I'll and uh, the first guest, I'll always uh, I'll always remember that, and I appreciate it, and uh, I, I hope uh, you and your family have a very merry Christmas. Yeah, and a very merry Christmas to you, and yeah, I'm uh, very honored to be the first guest, and I can always say when when uh, Fourth Line Voice podcast blows up and the world runs wild i'll be able to say i was the first guest and uh merry christmas to you and you're doing a great job and i love listening to this and keep keep the great interviews coming so well, i appreciate it man and yeah old uh old graffer's coming he's coming we're gonna I, I, and I, I can't wait to hear from graffer oh well, that, yeah and i fought graffer in practice too that's one of the toughest guys i ever fought right there so there we so. go yeah we're, well we'll get that story and a whole lot more from chris graff coming up but in the new year but uh in the meantime, we will uh, we'll keep rolling here. But uh, thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate it, and have a good night, man.
and you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 